friends, we're back for episode 11 of the podcast. This week, I'm joined my guy, John Spina. What up, Spina? What's going on, Joe? Dude, first one without Brett. So this is a little, I mean, we had the one with Duke, but this is the first one where we're going to be expanding the podcast into different people. So I'm glad to have you on right away, man. You got a lot going on in your life. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, man. Been a big fan since the beginning, so. Hey, thanks, man. Appreciate that. So, dude, a lot going on with you. You just uh, left a full-time gig, and you're trying to do some stuff for your own. Talk about it a little bit. Let's hear it. Yeah, so definitely some major changes in my life the last couple months. Uh, Walked away from the salaried position and uh trying to go after a couple different things now yeah man, that's crazy to me like we we had a quick conversation at lucan's the other night and uh we were talking about you're like yeah man i walked away from uh full-time salary and uh pursuing some stuff on your own man that's pretty sweet yeah definitely a major jump but kind of always knew at the end of the day that's what i wanted to do and more so on a kick now like going after things i want to do as opposed to just checking the box and doing what everyone else thinks i should be doing so dude now's the time to do it for sure man what are we young 20s man we're uh but Sean, if you're going to do some type of stuff in your life that's uh, what a lot of people wouldn't expect or say is the thing that you should be doing, I think now is definitely the time to be doing that type of stuff. For sure. I figured I have a, you know, the greatest window of opportunity right now at 24. And as time goes on, you know, you start thinking about different stuff between family and, yeah. you know, different financial considerations. So yeah. doing it now seems to be the move. And wherever I end up, I'll, I'll yeah. be happy with it. Right. So. I talk about it a lot on the last podcast, so I don't want to get too much on my end, but um. Definitely leaving the situation that you had is, I think, the scariest part, man. That's that's a ballsy decision, and uh, I know your work ethic, and I know the type of kid you are, so I have 100% confidence in whatever you are striving to do that you'll be uh, accomplishing it, but the scary part is leaving what, uh, yeah, what uh, you had, you know? For sure, and, you know, from the outside, a lot of people have said to me, like, are you out of your mind? You had a lot of opportunities to travel, and it seemed like you had a really good spot. Like, yeah. What are you thinking just throwing that all away and to me it became more like if I'm not doing exactly what I want to do in life like why am I wasting my time you yeah. know in the beginning it was uh it was awesome no doubt and I could never I can't say enough about how many opportunities I got from it and I was really lucky and fortunate to be able to do what I did for as long as I did but um I just got to a point where I wasn't really fulfilled in in the work and I didn't see a lot of steps forward and I didn't want to be there you know five six years and looking back regretting it so I figured I had a, a good window to get out and uh kind of start fresh on something new while yeah. I was still young. So Yeah, that's tough, man. What exactly is it that you're moving forward to now? Like, I don't know too much about it. We had a brief conversation, but if you could expand on that, man. So I started a company called View Media, and long-term, I have a couple different app ideas. I'm pursuing mobile-first iOS apps. Mm -hmm. um, in the meantime, I'm looking to build a team, and I'll entertain the idea of doing some like client-type work in social media, marketing, anything like that, uh, as I move towards building, building the apps as well. So yeah. it's going to take some time to to I guess be in a spot where I could fully build the apps whether it's funding and just uh feasibility but yeah. in the meantime I'll entertain some different revenue streams if I could uh if I can make that work yeah so. sweet man I looked at the website earlier today while I was at work man it's clean as could be the website so your main goal is basically online marketing for local companies yeah uh, online marketing for local companies but uh kind of going after some of the problems that the current solutions and the way people are using social media doesn't really address some of the I guess immediate needs of like things like bars and restaurants and more like physical um, yeah. locations. So looking to build some like pro proximity based software, looking to serve real time ads to, Dude, it's to people. Sweet. I think it's a great idea. Um, there's definitely a lot of bars that can take advantage of that type of stuff right now. Marketing is definitely online. That is where online marketing is the key for, I would say any local business to attract people into their company. And I talk about a lot. It's pretty easy to do a lot of things if you put in the time and it's a lot of logic marketing. Um, but definitely to have someone who is experienced in that and knowledgeable in that area. You could take a business who hasn't done anything and quickly turn around the revenue they're bringing in through a couple of online ads, whether they be on mm -hmm. Instagram 
or whether they be on just local uh, sites, man. Yeah. No, for sure. And I think like if you could, it's it's tough to put yourself in the shoes of a business owner, but if you could talk to any business owner and say, hey, you run this ad and I can give you with, you know, pretty reasonable certainty that you're going to 5X your return by running this ad, I think it'd be... I don't think any business owner is going to argue with you and say they don't want to do it. Yeah. I think maximizing revenue, you know, day in and day out is obviously a primary goal of pretty much any mom and pop shops. Yeah. So yeah. I'm uh, kind of looking into those areas and I see some of the holes in the current social models. Like mm -hmm. I feel like everything has pretty much been tailored to online brands first more so than I guess bars, restaurants, kind of physical locations that are dependent on people within a close proximity to buy their products. I think all the tools that we're using now have kind of evolved on top of, platforms that were originally meant for just people interacting mm -hmm. with each other and we've kind of kind of expanded into different areas but like if you look at facebook in the beginning it was just people writing on each other's walls and yeah. sending stupid videos and posting things and you know on top of that a bunch of layers emerged and you know between business pages and events and all different kinds of groups and stuff like that but i think uh I don't know if those were ever originally intended to be used in the way they are now. So looking yeah. at some different areas and trying to fill some of those gaps, I guess. Yeah, awesome, man. That's definitely the significance behind Facebook now is having the different things that you can do on there, the different platforms just within there. Um, yeah, pretty sweet, man. And uh, hopefully uh, a lot of these businesses are able to recognize the work that you're able to do quickly. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I think obviously things aren't – this isn't exactly Silicon Valley and uh, Utica, New York, but I think yeah. there's an advantage in – kind of having relationships with some of the businesses around and knowing a lot of people in the area and just it being kind of a not too large of a city but a, a city large enough where there's a diverse amount of businesses and there's a lot of uh relationships that can be fostered with all the businesses in the area and it's not like we're in the middle of nowhere so a small medium city that i could kind of launch in and hopefully get a bunch of businesses on board early on so. yeah i think utica is the perfect place because i think a lot of people understand each other's businesses and are recognized and there's a lot of familiar faces i've attended to a couple of the chamber of commerce events up here in utica and you see a lot of the same faces and they all establish really good connections and the utica chamber of commerce is um insane like they have 700 members in there of face-to-face -face networking events and things like that where you're often able to speak to people who need help from other companies and they want to stay local and they want to keep that. So yeah, I think Utica is a perfect city and you're right. There's a lot going on in Utica, but it's also very small and that a lot of people recognize each other's business. Yeah, for sure. And I've, people have been nothing but receptive and like hearing my ideas and wanting to help me. Um, there's actually a business incubator right downtown on broad street that I've been working with a bunch and there's advisors there and just people to network with and bounce ideas off of. And you know, the spirit, the entrepreneurial spirit is growing in this area and there's a lot of focus on the downtown development right now between the hospital and all the yeah. businesses emerging on top of it. So I think it's a pretty good test bed to kind of launch in and, you know, here I'm going to be obviously a kind of a bigger fish in a smaller pond as opposed to going out out west and trying to launch something in San Francisco yeah. or Silicon Valley <laughs> where, you know, ideas are a dime a dozen. So I'm hoping yeah. to leverage some of my connections here and just the more, uh, I guess, kind of family oriented area yeah. and leverage some of those relationships. Well, dude, like I said, I know you got the ethic to do it. And you're the type of guy who's uh, when you have your mindset, you're ready to accomplish. So I wish you nothing but the best of luck, man. I'm glad we're able to get you on here and just talk about it and let people know. I mean, I don't have a crazy big audience, but you know, it's kids our age and uh, a lot of our friends. So definitely uh, just coming on here and talking about it, man. No, I appreciate it for yeah. sure, man. Yeah. I'm, I'll talk to you know anyone that wants to hear it. So yeah, dude, and I'm sure I'll have you on again in the future. Oh, for definitely. Sure. I really like what you guys are doing. And like I said, like anything, I got respect for anyone trying anything entrepreneurial at this point in time you know yeah, uh, i talk about that a lot man there's a lot of people who have these great ideas and they often talk about it with their click and everything but you know not a lot of people are just always quick to do those things you know i've been talking about doing this for a while like quite a bit and i never really thought i would actually 
buy the equipment and sit down with people and actually start doing it. And now that I've started doing it, man, I love it. It's so fun. Like I, this is something I truly do look forward to every week, and uh, it's fun to do. And uh, it's really once you put in a bit of time. I mean, it's not easy. I'll say it's not easy. But once you put in a little bit of time and you're enjoying what you're doing, it doesn't even feel like work, man. It's just some. It's just something that I do now. You know. No, for sure. And I could see just in listening to you guys every week, like the clear progression from from week one till now. And you're going to continue to get better and better just talking to different people and figuring out what works and what doesn't. So, yeah, I've had that conversation a few times. I listened back to episodes two, three, four, and then I listened to seven, eight, nine, ten. And I'm like, there, there's a difference. And uh, sticking with it right now, I think, is uh, that's what it is right now. It's almost repetition. It's almost like a sport in a way. You know, you stick with it. You're going to get better. You practice and you're going to perform. For know? sure. So. And I see like just in general, like people chasing things like this, it could tell, obviously I've been on this kick lately of kind of a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And yeah. you know, you dive into this, not knowing much about anything, but you having that like innate belief in yourself that if I keep doing this, like whatever it turns into, I'm going to keep getting better and I'm going to get something out of it. And it doesn't matter if you ever go viral, but you're obviously building skills and you're getting better at not only talking in front of people, you're getting better at interviewing people you're getting better at a bunch of things that you could translate to other areas. So yeah. regardless of what it turns into, like everyone, yeah, Wants. that's a big thing. One, I definitely feel more comfortable just standing on the mic. Like, at first, I was like, how's my voice going to sound? How's this? How's the conversation going to flow? I don't really worry about those type of things. I'm kind of confident those things will come naturally and flow pretty cleanly. And it's true in that um, the other thing you just said was I'm not trying to go viral or anything like that. I'm doing this right now for enjoyment. Yeah, there are visions that I have for this podcast. Like, I could see in the future being able to talk to people who work at Saranac, people who work at The Odd, some, some big-time names in this area. But right now, I'm not really um, – trying to speak to a lot of people or grow in a rapid pace right now i'm just doing this as a casual hobby having fun with it and you know just kind of seeing exactly where all my friends are and what they're doing and being able to represent them in a way so that's kind of what i'm doing right now um so yeah yeah nothing wrong with that and not only just being able to document these experiences right like looking back on this couple of years from now i'll be like yo yeah. remember we were doing that podcast <laughs> fc productions what was that <laughs> either way it's gonna be uh turn out to be a good thing yeah but yeah how has uh like since you started the podcast how has that affected your life like has it given you kind of a new motivation to explore different things and yeah man it it's cool i think um I think one of the coolest things is the reception I've gotten from people. Like, I get phone calls once a week from a couple, like, friends, and they they hit me with, like, a one-liner that was said on a, on a podcast. And when I hear that, man, to me, that's just, like, I appreciate that more than anything in life, man. I got people who do not need to listen to my – you know, you don't have to listen to this shit. You really don't. But they go out of their way, and they tell me – and then they give me suggestions, and they give me opinions, and they say, this is what I like, this is what I don't like, and they give me options on how I can improve. So, I mean, it really speaks to the relationships that I was able to develop while I was in college and back home. I have friends from all over, like both from Staten Island and Utica, who are listening to this podcast and, uh, you know, talking to me. So it's pretty cool. And uh, they've been pretty consistent, too. Like, it's not just, you know, they mention something from one thing and they compare it to another. So that's pretty sweet. Um, outside of that, how it's changed. Yeah, I can see. Uh, yeah, it's a little different. You know, I'm kind of work driven right now. You know, I between like. The first thing I'm thinking of once I get out of work is, hey, what can I do to podcast to be a little bit interesting this time? So it's not exactly going home and watching Netflix. And I mean, I still do all the fun stuff. You know, I still go on YouTube and watch on Twitch and everything, things like that. But I also, in the back of my mind, when I think of something, I'm like, oh, that would be good on the podcast. So that would relate to that. So I always uh, have an open mind to things. And uh, yeah, like I, I've also learned to listen a lot better, I think. In the first couple of podcasts, you could hear Brett and I even talking over each other every now and then. Now I kind of just let people speak. And then I kind of see when they're finishing and then i'm able to yeah so i think my listening skills have improved for sure yeah no that's awesome and the more and more i listen to different people and have been around things like this the people that are usually like the most are the best listeners you know everyone wants to hear themselves talk but yeah. <laughs> anyone that could uh, listen to a good story or listen to what you got to say 
uh, take it all in, right? For sure. And, you know, back to what you're saying about you're coming home from work now and kind of thinking, what can I podcast about? Like, how can I, how can I make this interesting this week? Yeah. Isn't that like a different type of feeling than kind of just going through your, going through the motions every day? And yeah. I, I always felt like having something like now more so than ever I'm seeing with going after my own type of venture that I have a lot more motivation just across the board. Like having something to strive for, having something that you're constantly thinking about and goals to reach is, is just big for your whole persona. So yeah, that's a uh, quote from my favorite my favorite uh, interview right now. My favorite interview is Sean Evans. He hosts a show on YouTube called Hot Ones, and I think he's a, I think he's the interviewer of our generation. He's excellent at what yeah. he does. And he said on a podcast recently, he goes, "When I was working my old job, I just felt like a slave to my email box, where I would just get things and I would constantly have these pressures over me that I wasn't even enjoying working." So when he switched over to Hot Ones, which is just a silly little show on YouTube, and the amount it's blown up and the growth from there. He talks about a lot of things like that. It's on uh, Segura's podcast. It was really a great listen. Um, it's cool. He, he's done some big-time interviews, though, hasn't he? I Recently. Um, he's gotten – you talking about on Hot Ones or yeah. him being on? Recently, he got ScarJo, which is just insane. He had Shaq recently. He's had Kevin Hart. He's had Charlize Theron. Okay, so, I think I saw Kevin Hart, yeah. Yeah, he's, uh, he's getting – actually, the new season comes out um, Thursday, season nine of Hot Ones, and it's my favorite show, so I'm looking forward to it. But he also throws in, like, low names, too. It all started with, like, hip-hop and small celebrities, and it just grew from there. And, uh, yeah, now he's bringing on some monsters onto the show, so it's pretty cool. We'll see who gets on for season nine. We actually did uh, – me and my brother and my cousin set a bet – on we did 10 guests who we predict will be on season nine of hot ones and we threw a couple bucks behind it so we're all rooting for certain people to be on <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah but it's cool dude something i wanted to mention with you i know you travel all the time you are traveling like crazy but what was it when you were in chicago you got to see uh mr gary v one of my most inspirational dudes on the instagram feed i did i saw gary v live at the uh knack conference in chicago uh, a couple weeks ago it was awesome experience uh, it was Gary, along with Tony Robbins, uh, Dean Graziosi, Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Yeah. Wonderful Shark Tank, wow. and a few other speakers. Uh, it was pretty awesome. Just to see it live is a different feeling for sure. Like Gary and Gary had some a uh, couple different things up his sleeve that he doesn't always put out on uh, social media and just some of the newer stuff he was talking about. So pretty cool to experience it live. And I was actually sitting pretty close. I had pretty decent seats. So yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you see him on Instagram all the time talking, but when you see somebody live like that, it's even similar in comedy. You see comedy on there, and then you go see a person live. It's like that in sports. You watch a game on TV, and then you go see it live to see someone like that. And uh, what's crazy about Gary is that a lot of what he says and posts is similar, but he always has different examples and different – he's getting to the same point in a lot of his content, but he always is very interesting in the way he gets to where he wants to say things. Yeah, it's crazy how he could kind of apply his message across, like, any industry or, like, really any walk of life. He's always got wisdom for no matter where you are in life or mm -hmm. what you're doing. He's always – what he's saying is somehow applicable. So dude, he's a Hot Ones alumni. Got to check that out. I got to check that. Oh yeah, dude, it's really cool. It's a good episode. He's funny, but yeah, I love watching him, man. He's interesting. Uh, I got him. I follow him on LinkedIn, Instagram, all that, and uh, yeah, helps me get through the workday. You know, sometimes. For sure, and it was uh, it was pretty cool to be there live and kind of see the media he was creating around him being there live. Like when I just saw him, and then like a couple minutes later, seeing him go like on Instagram live, like oh, yeah. I just gave the speech in Chicago. I'm like, damn, like this is this is his every day. Yeah, that's his everyday <laughs> life, man. I hope he owns the Jets one day. That's what he always tells me. He's like, I want to own the Jets. That guy should own the Jets, man. He's a smart dude. <laughs> I think he'll get there. It might yeah. be uh, 20 years from now, but and I think he'll definitely get there. Passionate, but focused, driven, he'll get there. For sure. And uh, he'll bring a different element to sports ownership for sure. Like someone that really uh, did it the right way through hard work and making relationships and stuff. And I think yeah. people will really, he'll have so much momentum behind him by that point that people will be rooting for him to do it. Like, yeah. He's so honest and transparent. That's what I love about that yeah. guy, man. He talks exactly what he has on his mind and he gives people like 
perfect life advice in working situations, which is why I enjoy working. Yeah, he's and very he's, transparent. He's definitely like someone that we can relate to too. You know, like huh? fired up, like kind of Jersey, get New York guy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that was awesome. And just like back to that topic of you know social media influence and stuff like that, I think it's just awesome that we're able to be exposed to like those kind of people with technology today. Like how we'd never. 20 years ago, you'd never be able to be influenced by a guy like Gary Vee just sitting here in Utica, New York, you know? Yeah, and now you're sitting in bed scrolling through, and yeah. uh, you just see him, and you're like, now you're not in bed no more. <laughs> for sure, after listening to him, man, it'll get you up on your feet. Yeah, and that's, like, been a huge thing for me, not only Gary, but a bunch of other, like, social media thought-type leaders, uh, and just, like, the influence they've had on me and the things they've opened my eyes to have definitely played a large role in me going after my own thing and just kind of breaking out of the... I guess breaking out of the the norm and going after something that people might not think is smart right now, but I'm willing to sacrifice the, I guess, short-term stability for potential long-term gains. So, yeah. Yeah, What's really cool too is there's influencers in every different field. If you want to get into the gym, just go follow Dwayne Johnson and watch his Instagram stories. If you want to get into comedy, just go listen to Joe Rogan on his podcast. Like there are influencers in every type of world that we're in right now. So if you want to really do something and you want to learn from an expert, it's easily accessible, which is, like you said, it's the first time we've ever had easy access to anything that you want to hear about. Man. For sure. Like the, the fact that the distribution is so widespread and anyone's able to put content out there, we're able to put this podcast out there <laughs> is awesome. Like everyone has a chance now to be noticed if you if you got the talent. Like, yeah. You're there. What's that quote in a story is born? If, uh, if you want something to be heard, they'll listen to something like that. Yeah, it's true, man. It's interesting. Yeah. And that's why I'm, you know, there's a lot of negative stigma at times around social media and stuff. But my thing is like it is what it is like use it how you will you know yeah. i think there's enormous potential for for positives by following people um you know that you're inspired by and just learning all the free information that's out there i think people are too quick to judge it by you know i don't why do people get so fascinated by getting this many likes or why why do i have to worry about my followers why do i have to worry about this and social media is ruining us and i'm just like you know, if you don't want to use it like that, don't use it. Yeah. Figure out what you value and use it accordingly. So. And there's a lot of people who don't use social yeah. media and respect to them for not giving in. And yeah. if you're not about it, you're not about it. If you are about it, just use it in the right way. Exactly. It's all it's all personal preference to me. And I think it's kind of your own duty to, to figure out what works for you and what doesn't. Like yeah. I was I was kind of like confused by this whole thing. I don't know if you saw the Instagram was experimenting with hiding the likes. Yeah, uh, I did. And I'm like, all right, that might make people temporary feel better, but is that really the root cause of why someone's depressed because yeah. they're seeing the likes? Maybe they should uh, figure out what drives them, you know? Yeah. Just got to adapt with times. That's, that's what it comes yeah. down to. People need to adapt with times. 